and welcome to another episode of the Dos Game Club podcast. Uh, this is number 21, I think, Florian. It is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's that's impressive. In the 20s now. Um, we have been playing uh, Warcraft 2 Tides of Darkness by Blizzard uh, in August. So, yeah, that's that's what we're going to talk about. Uh, now, of course, I'm not alone. Uh, I'm, I'm Martijn, by the way, Tijn on the forums. And with me here is uh, the regular co-host Florian. Hey, still here. Hey, yeah, that's great. Uh, and also joining us again is Tyler. Hey. Hey. Microphone work. That's great. Yeah. You were on the uh, Starflight episode, right? Correct. Yeah. So cool that you're back. Yeah, that Starflight 3 got announced, but man, it doesn't look like it's going to get funded. But my fingers are crossed. Oh, really? Is that... Ah, uh, how much money did they want to... Uh... They want 800000 And as you know, if things are going to get funded, they usually fund a lot of it in the early, you know what I mean, burst. Mm. And mm. the early burst only got it to about 200000 Right. And uh, it's just trickling up. And if it keeps trickling up the way it is now, it won't. It won't make it. it it's going to need a big burst. Right. But, but that's neither here nor there. I just thought I'd update everyone on the Starflight situation. Yeah. Well, 800k is a lot of money, though. Yeah. Yeah. For a crowdfunding. Yeah. Especially um, considering that uh, the spiritual successor of uh, Star Control 2 is also having like a kind of a reboot made of mm. it that comes out this, this current month. So, I mean, mm. they're going to be years behind. Yeah. And mm. yeah. I will. Yeah, but but we're here now to talk about Warcraft, and uh, also newly joining us is Martin. Hello, guys, and you come here. Hey, that's super cool. It's always so nice to have new people on. Yeah, thank you very much for having me here. Yeah, it's just great to to have these people finding our podcast, finding our site, and then joining us. And now you're here, so that's that's really cool that this is all working. Yeah, thank you. I'm always curious. How did you find the DOS Game Club? Uh, I find it uh, through the Vogons forum. Ah, the Vogons, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't know that one. I saw someone post about it on Reddit back in the day, uh, the Lori Corey hmm. uh, Cole interview, and that's how I found you guys. Yeah, I tried to post it here and there just to, to uh, yeah, just, well, actually to get people to <laughs> people's attention and to get people to the show. So it, it, that's working. So that's cool. Uh, so yeah, I always update the Vogons uh, thread every time we do uh, an episode, and I've al also started a few threads on Reddit. So I didn't even know you were doing that. Still, I I am doing that. Good job. I am very uh, good. very good job. <laughs> I'm on top of it. But um, yeah, super super cool that you uh, you could all join us now, and um, I think we should just dive into Warcraft, right? Right. Do it. Right. Let's do it. Once mighty army of Azeroth lay among the blackened and charred remains of Stormwind Keep. Those that escaped fled across the Great Sea, bringing tales of the suffering they had faced at the hands of the Orcish hordes. to engage in battle once again. The orcs constructed ships of war to bear them across the Great Sea. Ahoy! You're the captain. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're being attacked! The Orcish warriors yearn for the sounds of battle to fill the air and look to the far horizon for new blood to spill. I'm alive! Using the weapons forged by their new allies, the humans made haste to prepare for the onslaught. Oh, whoa. While dwarven cannon were being loaded, others armed themselves with elven steel and mail. Exalted one? What do you want? Ready to serve, my lord. For the king. Now, united in arms with new allies against a common foe, mankind stands at the shores of destiny and awaits the coming of the Tides of Darkness. playing this i mean who suggested that we play this game i think it was suggested through the forums at first uh i looked it up this afternoon it was a user called av hayen or i don't know if i'm saying this right but uh, yeah av hayen that's the name um but sadly this person suggested the game but then never posted again so yeah this uh this person is now lost in uh I don't know, but uh, yeah, maybe we should should shoot a message to this uh, user and and try to get them back on. But 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 also, this game was part of the Twitter poll we ran, right? Right, where it came out second only. Exactly. But that's nothing we could accept. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was second with twenty six percent. Prince of Persia, as we all knew, no one with 30%. Mm. And that's when we said, come on, that's only 4% below or behind. We need to we need to play this game anyway. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's a classic. Um, and we try to to alternate uh, between different genres and stuff. So so we don't, you know, we don't want to play a, a lot of first-person shooters or a lot of action racing games or whatever. We try to, you know, shift things around a bit. So... I think it's been a while since we played a, a real-time strategy game. Uh, last one and, and and first one also was Command and Conquer, and that that game is also from '95, by the way. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. seems like '95 was a big year for uh, for strategy games. Yeah, though they're very different. So maybe we can get mm. a bit into the differences later. Yeah, we'll we'll definitely talk about that. So, um, have you played the game before, Florian? I have. It's one of the few instances where I'm allowed to say I played it before. Huh. I actually I actually played the whole campaigns when I was a kid. Uh, both of them, like yes, both. And you finished them? Uh, yes. Wow. But it's been a long. It's been a long time. Yeah. Okay. But still. So I think it was shor- shortly after the game came out. Hmm. Um, I don't know where I got it from. Um, I remember playing it at one point with a friend at his house, hmm. and then a few years later I got it, and somehow managed to finally play the whole game cool on on what sort of computer uh, were you playing it back then oh I, I don't know exactly 
Um, I think it must have been my 486, but I could be wrong about that. That's a, that's a cool system for this sort of game, I think. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Uh, it, it's same for me. Uh, I I played it uh, on my first computer. Okay. It was it was 486, uh, 33 megahertz. Yeah. And I and I remember it was my first computer which I which I received in in uh, fourth grade. I think it was ninety seven. Okay. And I and I played the uh, the Warcraft two then. Mm-hmm. And I remember that uh, like uh, like a year after uh, we upgraded the processor to one hundred megahertz. Wow. And I had to and I had to uh, decrease the game speed in the in the menu because it was <laughs> it was so fast that it was it was uh, not not usable. I, I cannot play it on the on the highest speed. Ah, oh, uh, yeah. And the highest speed was was required to play it on the thirty three megahertz. <laughs> Otherwise, it was too slow. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, a lot of those old games they were directly connected to your CPU speed. So if you got a faster computer, yeah. 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 Oh, that's hilarious. And it's and it's 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 problem with the with uh, playing the game today. I think because when you when you uh, start the the DOS box with with its default settings, mm-hmm. the uh, the scrolling is too fast. Oh, it yeah. is it, ridiculous. It, <laughs> yeah, so scrolling had to be set to minimum, even on my um, yeah two hundred thirty three megahertz machine. <laughs> and what sucks is kind of like the point that you discover it at, right? Like you boot up the game and you're like, oh yeah, I'm in here. This is all right. You know, you're loading in. You're like, and then you get into the map. Let's yeah. do this. And yeah. Then, uh, and then bam, uh, you're. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but there's a there's a separate setting uh, for for scroll speed, right? Yeah, yeah, but but it doesn't matter. Oh, uh, it, if if you even even if you if you set it to to the lowest speed, and it doesn't matter if it's if it's for the mouse or if it's for the keyboard, with default settings of the DOS box, it's still too fast for, for yeah, that's, either that of sucks. them. <laughs> so even even the lowest setting is still yes. Oh my god, that's yes, correct. Crazy, but you can you can adjust the cycle count right in DOSBox to get it lower and to get it a bit slower. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's the way to go. Yeah, cool. So um, Tyler, did did you play this game back in the day as well? Absolutely, I played this game back in the day. Very fond memories that came out. I believe when I was in eighth grade, hmm. and uh, I. Definitely beat uh, both of the campaigns back in the day. It was me and my friend Jared Mislavec who came over, a friend from band class. And ah, awesome. He and I would stay up very, very late, <laughs> you know, in, and very late. Yeah. One, two, three a.m. Oh, we would man. just take take turns playing it. And fun fact, uh, it was also the first game that I ever played with my modem oh. calling up and playing with my friend Shane Smalley over the modem. Oh, that's oh. awesome. We did mostly a co-op versus the computer. He was a very not confrontational type guy. In hmm. fact, I have one distinct memory like I, I don't want to get too far ahead, but we were gonna talk about the map editor and we made our own maps and like we segmented the computer onto the other side of the map over a river and like they would never come over and fight us <laughs> so we were young and we were just kind of like massing up our forces right that's half the fun just building your economy making your city yeah and so i built like what i called the great wall of tyler across <laughs> the land separating us and, like right as i kind of got maxed out i defriended 
you know, de-allied my friend and we kind of started shooting at each other. <laughs> and then he immediately quit the game. Oh. Like he, I was oh. like, oh, like we were both like maxed out. It was going to be a thing. And he's like, I didn't even want to do it. Oh. I don't know if it was like a, a pride thing or something. He couldn't bear to lose, but <laughs> not saying that I was going to sure win, but it was going to be just like a hail of blizzard storms and like all kinds of stuff. But <laughs> but did he did he expect it? I mean, he's. He, he must have, right? I mean, I built a wall separating us across our own thing. We started lining it with cannons and uh, yeah. oh, uh, catapults or ballistas, whatever. Like, I don't know. It's it's funny, but that one memory has stuck with me this this whole time. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, Still wonder what the outcome might have been. <laughs> have you ever spoken to it to him about it later? Uh, no, no, we remain friends, uh, but kind of got separated by distance after, uh, college started there and I don't talk to him as much these days. Yeah. He made it to my wedding, but, uh, oh. outside of that, like I haven't seen that dude in a long, long time. So you never settled it. You like, you never did a rematch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we never did. Uh. And it's funny for as timid as he was about playing that match, like our next game that we moved to was Duke Nukem 3D. Hmm. And we did 1v1 Duke matches over the modem, you know, yeah. just all, all day, every day after that. So it wasn't like he didn't have any competitiveness in him. Like, it was it was just that Warcraft. Mm. He was not into it. You know, but but with uh, with, with Duke Nukem, he, he must have known that you are against each other, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. This is more a strategic building kind of thing, so... Yeah, I mean, with a first-person shooter, it's like there's a gun right in front of you, so obviously you're going to use it, you know? But this game is more like you're building something and then destroying it. I don't know, maybe it was just too much for him to lose everything <laughs> yeah. that he that he gained. Maybe he would have been happier with SimCity mm. or Settlers mm -hmm. or something like that, yeah. whereas more focused on building. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so actually, that's pretty funny that you mention uh, SimCity, because on the forum, DOS Game Club member uh, Richard, he posted some magazine scans of old magazines reviewing these games. But one of them also... I think one of them was a really old one about June 2, like which is one of the first real-time strategy games. And they weren't even really sure what to call the genre, like the people reviewing it. They weren't really sure what, what to make of this genre. So they described it as, well, this game is sort of SimCity, but with shooting. So, yeah, that's sort of... It, it, was, it was first modern hmm. RTS. Yeah. Exactly. So this game, it really is sort of SimCity with shooting. Yeah, because from what I remember, the the the, the some uh, part of the of the RTS as we know it today, it was uh, in, in in previous games too. But uh, the the Dune two is is uh, considered the first modern uh, RTS. Yeah, definitely, definitely. This is what started the whole, and there was a huge boom also in the nineties uh, after Dune two. It was a, a big hit. So then Westwood went on with Command and & Conquer and Blizzard had their own series with Warcraft. Blizzard and Westwood, yeah. Yeah, so this was, this was huge. This was a, a very big thing back in the in the 90s and lots of real-time strategy games came out. And and Warcraft 2 is one of the well, it's it's one of the classic games I think that established Blizzard also as this, you know, elite studio, as this super awesome yeah. game. Yeah. So this is one of the games that really established their name. Now, for the record, I've also played this game back when it came out, so uh, not not as much as as some of the other strategy games, though. I mean, I was 
hugely into Dune 2 and hugely into Command and Conquer and then later in Red Alert and all those games. And yeah, I I, I did play Warcraft and, and Warcraft 2 a bit, but the whole fantasy thing was less my my thing. So Yeah, I would do, I would do totally. Yeah, so I, I did check it out, and I, I, I think I did play a few maps, but then, yeah, I don't know, I lost interest again, so, meh. <laughs> but it was fun to dive into it again now. Have any any of you played it since? I mean, as, apart from this last month, like, have you checked it out later again? Like, oh, yeah. Not really. Nah, nah. I hadn't really played it since uh, back in the day. Hmm. So, so what were your impressions like? Like, what was it like? You remembered it? Well, it it wasn't quite as glorious as I remembered it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had yeah, the same impression. I think my memory may have been um, tainted a bit by by StarCraft and Warcraft Three because I mm. thought, "Wow, Warcraft Two! It was such a great game!" And then I looked at it, and it uh-huh. didn't really look as good as it did, and. It didn't really play as good as, as I remembered it to play. So, yeah, I guess the mm. other games by Blizzard, they may have influenced that a bit. Yeah. It was it was only the gameplay that kind of surprised me. The look was the yeah. classic <laughs> look that I remembered, to be honest. And I still really like the look. I think it's a beautiful game. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was really just the gameplay and kind of like... The mechanics. How hard it is to get your units to do exactly what you want them to do. You know what I yeah. mean? Like... Yeah. You know, I remembered there was control groups. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think in, in later versions there are, actually. Yeah, the, the Battle.net yeah, edition. In, in the, the Windows version. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but not in this DOS version. But that's not the version I played, because I've played my original copy, because I still had the disc. Oh, wow. So I just mm-hmm. pulled my disc out of the box and played it. I didn't have any of the other goodies, but I had the disc in the box. Awesome. So Was it on one uh, CD-ROM? But, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And most of that is actually uh, audio. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, CD audio music. Well, well, we'll dive into that stuff later, but yeah. And and also some cutscenes, I guess. There were like these... Uh... FMVs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. for me, for me, it was uh, I as, as the same as a Tyler. Like like the graphics and, and the, the setting story, everything was right. But but when I found out, uh, and I didn't, I, I don't know how it is even possible that I didn't e- even remember that. But uh, the the unique selection limit to nine, uh-huh. I, I was crazy. Like like <laughs> the, the the first half of the campaign, I was just so infuriated that like, <laughs> come on, this game came after the Command and Conquer. How is it possible that like you cannot? select the whole map of the units and just throw it at the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nine units at the time, isn't it? Yes. It's, yes. Uh, yeah. And 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 I, I will I will like jump for it uh, for, for a second, but they they did they didn't even Before we're too hard on it though. Oh. You know but uh when when you compare oh. it uh with a with a Common and Conquer, which is like the game from exactly the same uh, same mm-hmm. era, uh, they they didn't have this limitation. Yeah, that's true. And and even the StarCraft, which came after the Warcraft, it still have the same limitation. Just push it to twelve. Yeah, and it's the same in Warcraft three, I think. Mm, I think Warcraft one had four units at the time. So correct. Yeah, but but <laughs> you had to you had to like pick the the units with the with the shift key. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot like uh, ju- just just uh, take the cursor uh, ac- across the many units. Yeah. yeah, draw a selection. Yeah, but Tyler, 
you said we shouldn't be too harsh. Yeah, and I was kind of going to bring up the Warcraft one thing. Like, I mean, we're comparing it to Starcraft, which came well after. And I mean, at the time, like, hmm. you didn't know any better. And it was awesome. Like, we, I still loved the game at the time, right? So, like, hmm. and the game, the same that a game that I played now is the same game that I played back then. So I think it's kind of important just to remember, you know, that games hadn't evolved so far and you know maybe we didn't know any better and it was that great like yeah oh clearly there, there's there's an evolution going on um the only problem for me was that my memory of the game had changed over the years with the new blizzard games mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so i think i think before we should really dive into all the details of what you know what makes this game cool and what maybe doesn't work so well maybe we should explain a little bit like in broad strokes what this game is all about you know maybe maybe someone is listening who is not familiar with all this stuff and all the real time strategy games and maybe someone hasn't played warcraft so so what's what sort of game is this how would you explain this game to someone who is not familiar with it already build buildings make units Kill other guys building in units. Yeah. If I had to do it in like a couple <laughs> sentences. Yeah. Yeah, it's a top-down game, isn't it? It's uh it's like this gold perspective. You you you're not one of the characters on the screen. You're like no, some it's, kind it's, of it's, uh yeah. It's essence of, of a real time strategy. It's it's just like uh it, it doesn't do anything more than it. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's just like the 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 Every rule which was set by the the Dune two as a as a modern real time strategy, mm-hmm. uh, it's in it's in Warcraft. It's it's enhanced in in the in the gameplay sense of view. Like as as we speak, you have at least some uh, options to to select in multiple units and so on. Uh, but it's it's real just the classic real time strategy. Yeah. So that means. Uh, you have to build buildings, and then the buildings produce units, and then you yeah. use the units to attack the enemy who is doing the same thing. That's really yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah, correct. And and I think the distinctive thing uh, of this series is the the fantasy genre, the fantasy setting. That's that's sort of new. Yeah, the story of it. Yeah, previous games of this genre were more. I don't know, more realistic or sci-fi. Yeah, less magic and less. Yeah, not, not only previous games. I feel also after Warcraft, most other stuff was science fiction or or current settings. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, war stuff. Yeah. So this game was sort of special because of that. Yeah, and it was it was unique that uh, it uh, the, the story went from uh, one game in the series to another, and and it's also. Uh, there is a story told in the books and mm. so on. So, so it's it's like the the whole yeah yeah. There's a universe going on. Yes, correct. Yeah, exactly. So, so you say the story continued from the previous game. Yes. So, um, because this is a sequel, this is Warcraft Two. Uh, in Warcraft One, have you also played Warcraft One? I after I finished the Warcraft Two uh, campaign, I. I did run it, but I, I I just couldn't I just couldn't go on with this game. <laughs> yeah, it's a because it, it was even <laughs> like older in the in the mechanics uh, uh, as as a Warcraft two, and, yeah. and I was just like I finished the first mission, and I was like, yeah, I'm done with this. Uh, I, I I don't need to play it. 
Yeah. Uh, but but the, the important thing with the story is that uh, the Warcraft 2, uh, the story expects that uh, the orcs won hmm. in the Warcraft 1. Right, because the, the first game had uh, two campaigns, the human campaign and the orc campaign. Yeah, as well as the second one. As, as the... And this game has that as well, yeah. So the story continues from the perspective of the orcs winning. Yes. That's kind of funny. And yeah, the story is all this. I think we should explain a little bit. Maybe this. It's about Azeroth. I think this is. Yes, that's that's the human world. Right, and and then the orcs basically invade. Is that the story of one? Yes, yes. Uh, they invade from their world, which is called Draenor. Right. Yeah, and and this like uh, evolves with the with the Warcraft two and Warcraft three and so on. Yeah, because in in Warcraft 2, well, Azeroth is taken by the orcs, but then they flee to uh, Lord Darren, yes. which is uh, uh, another country or something, I don't know. And then then the, the whole game is set over there, is that it? So Warcraft 2, it, it is in Lord Darren, uh, mostly? Yeah, well, the the, the Azeroth, the Azeroth is, is the world like like Earth, so, so it's, it's ah. the whole planet. Oh, right, right, okay. This, I, I I can't make sense of this story to be honest. <laughs> yeah, and the like the, the the ultimate goal in the in the Warcraft two it's it's destroying the portal which uh, yeah uh, which which is used by orcs to get the armies uh, to the world of world of Azeroth. Exactly, because in the end you destroy the portal. Yes, and then, but and then we yeah. will get on later. <laughs> yeah, because there's expansion uh, that's about the portal stuff. Yes, correct. Yeah, I think we'll talk about the expansion later. Yeah, don't ask yeah. me. <laughs> so the basic thing really is that there's two factions: the humans and the orcs, the the, the good and the bad guys. I guess you could say. Uh, and there's a campaign. That's what we talked about, really, because the story. That's the that's the campaign where you play yes. these uh, these levels that that follow each other in well that that's how the story arc is all laid out. Um, there's also other game modes though, right? You you can play a, a custom scenario. Has anyone played a custom scenario? Nope. Um, not not now, but back in the day, I tried a few, but I have hardly any memory of that. Hmm. Because I remember. At least I remember when when I was playing Command and Conquer and learned a lot. I I did a lot of these skirmish maps. That was actually a lot of fun. And I think this is sort of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Where you can just set up a single scenario and just play against the AI. Yes, correct. So uh, I think that's actually where where most of the um, well, you can play the campaign, but once once that's over with, then well, that's that, you know. So really, the long levity of this game comes from playing these. Custom maps, actually multiplayer, I think yes, or or multiplayer, of course. Yeah, the, 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 there was there was a great quote which I which I read on the internet in uh, in one FAQ. Uh, the, the question was like, which is the which is better, Warcraft Two or Command and Conquer? And the uh, and the answer in that FAQ was, uh, they are both good. If you like one, you'll probably like uh, the other. Uh, you should probably buy both or play both. Uh, but generally, the Warcraft 2 is considered better for multiplayer, yeah. while, while Command and Conquer is considered superior in single player single player play. Hmm. And I, I I agree with this one hundred percent. Yeah, the, the campaign of Warcraft I noticed now because I hadn't really dove into it before. But as I as as I was playing it now, it felt more like a tutorial. It felt like 
it's well it's explaining everything to me like in every mission there's a new unit introduced and stuff like that but it's never really particularly difficult is it that's probably because it was uh, it was still the, the RTS genre was still uh, pretty new, hmm. uh, and and they had to like explain the players and and the thing is that uh, if you, if you go from the uh, from the Warcraft one to Warcraft two, uh, it's like the the settings uh, the the story and so on uh, the the user interface it's it's pretty similar hmm. but but the the thing like uh, like uh, selection of the units and the uh, you can uh, give the orders with the with the right mouse button. This is something. Uh, this is uh, something added in the Warcraft Two, because for example in Warcraft One, even if uh, you want to like uh, uh, send your mans to uh, to go to uh, gold mine and so on, you had to uh, either press the uh, key shortcut or uh, click on the user interface for it. Ah. And in the Warcraft 2, it's 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 like a modern RTS where everything is done by the uh, right button. And if if you click on the mine, the the peasants know that they have to go there and and gold mine. Yeah, it's a bit more streamlined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember one having a bit of a weird control scheme, and two is, well, I think two actually offers two modes, doesn't it? There's also the the classic controls in Warcraft 2, which you can choose. But by default, it's on the modern controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I played the human campaign personally. The the, the of the two offered. Has anyone played the orc campaign? The good guys. <laughs> I played the orc. Okay. On my playthrough, I made it to the end level before my computer was toasted, so uh, I got to experience it. But... Yeah. So you, you came all the way to the last level. Yep. Right. Yep. So yeah, that's that's basically the whole game then, I, I guess. Yeah, I had the humans pinned. They were in there going to make their last stand, but I guess they I guess they made it. I guess they still live there. <laughs> <laughs> what was the uh, scenario objects in the last mission for orcs? Uh, I just had to kill the base. It was like I never really got to play it. It was the thing like I defeated the mission prior to it and then saved the game and quit out essentially. So. Uh-huh. I didn't ever really load into the level, but yeah. I'm pretty sure like it was just the humans are you know at their last stand kind of thing. Yeah. Again, it was a pretty sure it was a water level still uh-huh. where you had to go across. I was really I really liked how they incorporated so much water into it. Mm. Like they really I don't know they that was like a really new thing and yep. a really uh, trying to think of a fun way to kind of articulate what made that kind of more special. All the other RTSs that I played up until that point mainly. Warcraft One, uh, you know, they didn't have anything like that. You know, ferrying your guys mm-hmm. from island to island and stuff. Yeah, this was a new thing added in the in the second one. Yeah, and then the whole thing was kind of pirate themed. Like <laughs> I remember as a kid looking at the cover of the box. You know what I mean? And like they're kind of wearing like a pirate hat. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think this whole um, uh, the, the the air unit and and the the sea unit, the naval stuff. I think that's really the. The focus of the of the second game, like all the new units are, well, not all the new units are are in those categories, but I feel that's really central to the whole. Yeah, yeah, but 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 mainly the naval units because the air units, I, uh, mm. th- there isn't very very much of them. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, just your scout and attack. Yeah, 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 exactly. But the the naval stuff, that's really cool, and there's a lot of buildings and and ships and and. And just water to cross. Yes, yes. And uh, yeah, 
Yeah, and all this all this water crossing I found um, a bit less fascinating than I thought when I started the game because in the end you just um, use a lot of time to ferry your people from one island to the other and uh, finally you just use dragons for that, right? And you don't really use transports anymore. Yeah, exactly. In the end you... Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess there's a there's a portion in the middle where you don't have the dragons yet. So then it's sort of... You're you are kind of forced to use, yeah. the, use the transports all over the border. Yeah, but it's that only for the campaign. I really liked using the transports. Yeah? <laughs> I, I've heard of other people who also prefer the transport, actually, because the dragons, they're really dangerous, aren't they? They also, like, attack each other and... Those paper dragons? The paper dragons? I just... I just say because they're so weak, man. They're like they just they just go down yeah. so fast. And you're right; if you have so many of them, they surround stuff. They start hitting each other. Yeah, it's but, clumsy. Well, I play a lot of StarCraft too, and I kind of I kind of like a little bit of the furiousness, trying to do stuff kind of fast. You know what I mean? Mm. So something mm. about that ferrying guys across like took a lot of my micromanagement <laughs> like it mm. fulfilled a lot of my desires to click a lot of things as fast as i could <laughs> and so it really i really liked it for that and but it builds up really slow and eventually once you have like five buildings like i really enjoyed like as soon as those guys pop out you know one two three four like you're clicking the your four barracks you know click remake click remake click hotkey click hotkey <laughs> like to keep to keep that that uh, macro level up mm -hmm. high in the late game, like it starts off slow and is boring. Mm. But if you can keep your macro up in the late game, like you, you are playing fast and it's fun. But you also really need to micromanage your ferries because their pathfinding is terrible. Yes, <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible. Yes. They just you're like go over here and they just crash into an <laughs> island exactly. in between there. <laughs> just sit there, yeah, yeah. And, Mm, where, is, where where are yeah. my troops? Yeah. Where are my troops? Oh God, they're still trapped behind the, the island. Oh God, I'm dying. I'm dying. It's... But that's not just true for the transports, though. No, uh, all all pathfinders yeah, are horrible. All units are horrible. This is the most actually. notable one because you don't delay one unit. You delay you delay nine units at once, right? Yeah. So yes. <laughs> at at what speed did you play? Because Tyler, you mentioned that you're really into this uh, competitive speed level stuff, like with StarCraft and. So I guess you're you're playing like a pro. Uh, did you play on a high speed level? Uh, I played on whatever was default, to be honest. Oh. Uh, I didn't really monkey with it because uh, probably what I played on it, you know, back in the day. So hmm. it's lined up with my memory and I didn't even really think to change it. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I, w I wouldn't say that I'm pro, but I I'm decent at the RTS. <laughs> well, I, I, I think the default level is actually kind of slow, though, isn't it, Florian? Um, I think it's, it's it's exactly in the middle, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And when, when, when I played, I kept switching between maximum speed and very slow. <laughs> so whenever I was just doing stuff, I, I had it on maximum speed. But as soon as the battle got on, I reduced the speed and fought hmm. um, the newbie way. Like really. in a bipolar... Yeah, you, 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 you made turn-based strategy from it. <laughs> Mostly, yes. <laughs> well, it is kind of true, though, that, that the strategic element is, is a bit lost if it's on too fast a setting. Because then it just... Yeah, stuff just happens and you're out of control, really. So if you want to keep on top of things... Yeah, I... Well, especially, especially when you have that uh, unit limit that you have to... Hmm. Uh, really, really manage a lot of group uh, of of, uh, of your units. Mm -hmm. 
at the at the end game of the level when you have to destroy everything. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, you don't want it too fast. I I totally understand that because yeah, stuff will just happen and you're out of control. I often misclicked. I I tried to attack something on high speed, but I just missed the other enemy, and then my units just walked there, and then they were there and <laughs> doing no. standing there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But the units are proactive a little bit. I mean, if they get attacked, they will fight back. A right? uh, little bit. A little yes. bit. Yeah. Not, not really. Some of them. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times like I have two guys fighting and there's just like a grunt about, I think there's like a three space aggro range yeah. or something. You know what I mean? He's just like four steps he's away. Standing there and and like, you know, you're just watching him fight. He's just doing nothing. And you're just like, come on, bro. Like, yeah, that's the, I think that's the real eye opener after playing this again. It's just, uh, it's not very refined. All these systems, they're a bit wonky. I mean, the pathfinding is eh, and the, the whole attacking stuff is like, eh, oh. so it's all, it's all just a little bit off. Uh, and well, it's only the second game in the series, of course. I mean, they, they massively refined this stuff in later games. And even if you play StarCraft 1, pathfinding can be pretty pretty wonky in starcraft one mm. as well so i mean yeah. they're definitely still working the early kinks out of it you know in this one because they were still working more kinks yeah in fact there's kind of a famous story just through i've uh, discovered research of starcraft one that like they actually only got the pathfinding working at like an acceptable level kind of like a month before the <laughs> game released like it was a constant yeah. constant problem and like it was kind of threatening to tank the whole thing, and then you know one wizard programmer guy got it working to the wow. acceptable level. You are you are talking about the Warcraft or Starcraft? Starcraft. Yeah, yeah. They never got it working in Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because because I was I was speaking with Florian uh, on the on the chat today that you can see that the Starcraft is really just the evolution of the Warcraft two engine. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So so if they if they fixed it only in the in the StarCraft then of course the the, the Warcraft was left behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh and and one thing that that I'm not sure we we have this notes uh this this document right where we keep some notes and someone added here that actually the orcs in this game they're very similar to to Warhammer orcs and at one point, there's a there's an article on uh, on Kotaku from I don't know a while ago that a- actually Warcraft was almost a Warhammer game at one point, and they couldn't get the licensing. Yeah, How, does anyone know what what happened there? I remember reading something like that, but I mean, yeah, beyond reading it, is your guess as good as mine? Mm. Um, I, I think they were just not as easy to to give out the license to Warhammer, right? Mm. I think in the last years there, there have been released hundreds of Warhammer games. So they are a bit more open to licensing their stuff. But I think back in the day, they just weren't as open. Mm. Fortunately, I think they're a little too liberal. Yeah, and and the, and the Blizzard was uh, really uh, really still the, the new kids on the block. It, it wasn't like established uh, a huge studio with some great, great history. Mm, that's true. Yeah, this is I mean they have made some games before this one, but not not a whole lot. Yeah. The Lost Vikings. Lost Vikings <laughs> and um, I think Blackthorn is a somewhat well known yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's one. And also Rock and Roll Racing. Ooh, yes. I love uh, that one. 
Yeah, on Super Nintendo. Yeah, they, they were mostly making Super Nintendo games in the beginning. Hmm. But ju- just imagine they would have gotten the Warhammer license. Um, yeah. Then we wouldn't, wouldn't have had any World of Warcraft, I guess. Well, so, World of Warhammer. World, world, yeah, world of right. Warhammer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess we were lucky that they didn't get it. Yeah, but think of how much they'd have to share with uh, the Warhammer guys. Uh, yeah. You know, now they get to keep all the money. Oh, now it's yeah. their IP. Totally. Totally. It's almost like dodging a bullet if you think about it at this point. Like, Yeah, they probably wouldn't have been this big if they had to give away all the revenue to the license. Yeah, and think of it, it was a huge success, right? Then they go to the Games Workshop and they're like, hey, man, we're thinking about making this into a giant MMO. And they're like, oh, oh well, that. Yeah. I bet you really want that. And you've made a lot of money off our license in the other game. Like, yeah. So should we should we talk a little bit about Blizzard and about uh, well we we all already mentioned they made a few games before this. Um, does anyone know something about how this game came to be? Well, uh, I I just read that uh, that they were really playing the the Dune two and they thought that this is this is a great idea. Let's. Let's uh, do something similar mm-hmm. in this genre, but uh, they edit their their own spice, the the story and the 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 world yeah. uh, of of Warcraft. The, <laughs> yeah. It's it's even mentioned some some somewhere in the in the in the cutscene or something like that. I think that uh, the, the, this 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 words like world of Warcraft uh, it it doesn't mean ah. like like what uh, what uh, it uh, became. Hmm. Uh, but it, the, 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 these words are, I think, uh, either either in Warcraft 1 or Warcraft 2 right. uh, mentioned, yeah. Yeah. So um, they, they released uh, Warcraft 1 in 1994. So that's yeah. the year before. And that was a pretty, pretty big success, actually. And, and partly because the whole RTS thing was just a huge genre at that point um, because of the success of the Westwood games so yeah but yeah. but what, what was what was interesting that uh, I think that they mentioned that uh, uh, they were really surprised that uh, nobody was uh, jumping to, to the to the wagon of uh, RTS ah. that, that they was that they were they were uh, developing the Warcraft one mm-hmm. and they were really uh, afraid that uh, somebody will steal their thunder yeah. uh, with releasing another great RTS game and nothing happens in in the in the interval be- before uh, or after the the Dune two and before Warcraft one. Yeah, that's interesting because actually June two is from nineteen ninety two. Yes, so and, and there was there was two years of nothing. Yeah, so then yeah, so then Warcraft one was released in nineteen ninety four and it was a big success. Yeah, so I read that they started development on Warcraft two in uh, February of nineteen ninety five. So just just two months later, really, or, or three months later, and then the game was released in that same year. How crazy is that? They just started in February, and by December, this game was in the in the shops. That is pretty mind blowing. Can you? Yeah, that is crazy stuff, right? Was well, different times. Right? <laughs> Definitely different times because no AAA game. This is, I mean, this is AAA gaming at the time, right? Yep. Even though they were a relatively small studio, this was a pretty big production in terms of. Well, just how much marketing they put in and how much polish. But but yet, they only took a few months to make this game. So that's kind of amazing. 
It's clearly it's clearly uh, continuing on what they already had going with Warcraft One. I mean, it's quite similar in terms of engine and and also graphics. I guess it's just yeah more and better, but still, it's hugely impressive to me that they made this game so quickly. And did they have um, a big team or anything? That does anyone know anything about that? Um, the credits are not very long, so. Hmm. I think it was not a huge team. I mean, compared to other studios of the time, maybe it was big, but not not immensely big. Right. Yeah, but I think it, it, you're right that it wasn't um, this, like these huge teams that make games nowadays. I think that wasn't really going on at all in those days. So, yeah, even having like a, a team of twenty people, that was considered a pretty big team back in the back in those days. Yeah, the credits they're up on Moby Games. Yeah, but you cannot really count them because many people fulfilled multiple roles. So yeah, it's a bit hard to tell. Exactly. Like Chris Metzen seems to be an important fellow. He uh, did a lot of the design and story stuff. Oh, yeah. And um, also I see Ronald Miller Sr. listed a few times. And yeah, Glenn Stafford, for example, made all the music and sound stuff. Hmm. Uh, the, exactly. The funny thing with Metzen, if you if you, when when you open the game and there is a there is a menu mm-hmm. where you are where you are choosing the the uh, campaign or or multiplayer and so on, there is there is some drawings on the on the background of the menu mm-hmm. and there is a there is a signature there is a Metzen ah. the, the, directly in the main menu of the game. That's cool. <laughs> so he left his uh, autograph. Yep. That's cool. Um. Another big name is uh, Bob Fitch. Uh, he's one of the programmers. I think he's one of the, the the old-time guys at Blizzard. Like he, If you click on his name on Moby Games, he's basically on every Blizzard game ever. Like He worked on Warcraft 1, 2, 3. He worked on StarCraft, Broad War, but also on Di- uh, Diablo and Diablo 2 and, yeah, World of Warcraft. There are quite a lot of guys who are still working there, even from the Warcraft Warcraft Two era. Mm. Uh, right. As, as the the Metzen, the same thing. He's still in the Blizzard. Yeah. Yeah, Metzen's a Metzen's a big name, man. Like in terms of, I mean, World of Warcraft and all that stuff. Like, I mean, yeah, he worked on those other games. Mm. He was one of the big brains behind World of Warcraft. Like, you know, he's like a video game rock star, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, Michael Morhaime is uh, one of the big names. I think he was even the CEO of Blizzard at one point. Maybe he is now. I don't know. But I think so. But he's just listed as a programmer on this game. So that's kind of interesting. I think that was more common in the 90s still to have your CEO also programming the games. Uh that I don't think that's a thing anymore. Well, look, in... look at John Carmack. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I don't think yeah. that's... Now CEOs are businessmen telling you to add more DLC. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And loot boxes. I really like how you want to add this character to the game, but isn't there a way we could make people pay $5 to have it in the game? And maybe maybe exactly. win it with the, with the loot boxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these programming CEOs, that's not really a thing anymore, is it? But... I think, yeah, it was uh, very typical of the... The days of Mr. Awada are gone. Ah, yeah. But uh, that's. I, I think that's also one of the reasons we have um, this huge indie game movement these days. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's just more interesting, you know. These guys, they put their, their, 
their character, their personality into this game. And it's just, it shows when you're playing it. It's like you feel a connection between the people who made this while with these super huge productions, it's all a bit more anonymous and all, yeah, they're just a cog in a machine producing games. It's it's less interesting. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You need the heart in games. Yeah, exactly. And I I I share your, your thoughts that there's some kind of, uh, connection between these indie games and these old DOS games. They feel sort of alike in a way, like from the same vein. Well, they were trying things. They, were, they weren't they were afraid to try a whole crazy strategy, mm. you know what I mean? And like now everything is like, let's look at trends. Let's make yeah. it funny. Like, let's make another one of those games. And back then, people would be like, I had an yeah. idea. Yes. You know, let's yeah. do it. They and wouldn't go out and ask the public what they wanted. Like, just just look at the controls back in the day. You could have like a, a genre of games, and the controls would vary from game to game to game to game because everyone's just kind of doing their own thing, and it's like the wild west. Now, like, yeah. when someone buys a first-person shooter, like they expect you know this button to be reload. This is like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a mm. standardized controller set up for these things. Where like back then. There was no such thing. Like, everyone's just kind of flying by the seat of their pants. Like, Yeah. Though I remember vividly that just what I would do when I would check out a new game from time to time is just you start it up and then you just press every button just to see what happens. Yeah. That's that's the way. Yeah. Yeah, but you did that because you don't have a manual for that game Mm. and you didn't know how to control Mm, it. Yeah, okay. (laughs) And and, and when you had a manual, you didn't read it, let's be honest. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, manual, who is it for? Oh, come on, guys. This was, you had to read it on the car ride home in your parents' (laughs) car. Like, that's, yeah. And you, you, you paw over it, hold it in your sweaty palms, waiting until you get home to install it. Yeah, but then maybe after that you never looked at it. Yeah, if I'm if I'm entirely honest, there there were not so many situations where I actually uh, had the manual. <laughs> no, me neither, man. I must I must admit that. Well, I had this uncle, and he got me games, but they always came without the manual. If you know what I mean. So yeah, M- must have been a production it's... failure or something like that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and yeah, I'll admit, I, like yeah. I was an only child, so I was relatively spoiled and i got a good amount of box pc games but that that didn't mean that i didn't get a few from my uncle either but uh. yeah (laughs) (laughs) um so oh yeah uh one other thing that i read when i was uh, uh looking stuff up about the development of this game i thought it was kind of interesting that at first they had this idea of introducing uh uh air units and naval units and they thought well wouldn't it'd be cool if they were more modern type units and then they would be fighting these fantasy creatures we've got going. So they were thinking maybe we could have like a fighter pilot in a jet fighting a dragon, (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah, um, I I read they had a full FMV cutscene ready with that stuff before they decided it would probably not be a good idea. Exactly. That's, that's, yeah. I don't know why exactly, but it just didn't work. And also, I think they just figured they had enough fantasy going to just have it fantasy, and they didn't really need more, more, yeah, stuff from other worlds included. It, it wouldn't fit the universe, I think. Mm, definitely. 
So yeah, it's kind of interesting. They were trying all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think they all before they started or when they started um, Warcraft One, Orcs and Humans, they also had planned to make different Warcraft games that are not fantasy based at all, right? Oh, really? I uh, I think I remember that. So that's why the first one is called Orcs and Humans because they wanted to add different themes in different uh, games. Huh. Uh-huh. That's interesting. And maybe that's also why they branched out to StarCraft later. Possibly. Because they still, yeah. So, um, Martin, you mentioned this, the, the uh, expansion before. Yes. Uh, there's, a, there's an expansion called Dark Portal. Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> from 1996. Um, yes. But interestingly enough, that's not developed by Blizzard, is it? No. Uh, uh, well, interestingly, uh, yes, but no as well, because uh, at that time... Uh, it was it was usual that uh, expansions was created by another teams. Yeah, I read that uh, they they commissioned it. Um, th- this company, Cyberlore, Cyberlore Studios. Yes. Yeah, they were commissioned to make this uh, expansion, and when I was looking them up, I noticed they actually made a lot of other expansions as well. Yes. Uh, they made an expansion for Heroes of Might and Magic, which is um, a game we've played already. And they've also developed an expansion for Mac Warrior 4. So that's, yeah, they seem to be into this expansion stuff. Yeah. And and also for Warcraft. So, yeah, uh, yeah the, the expansion was released in, in, in May 96. So less than a year after that, after the original game. And uh, uh, the story-wise, it, uh, it, it's expected that uh, the humans won. Uh, the the campaign in in Warcraft two, the 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 intro for that game it's it's almost the same as the outro for Warcraft two, ah. but but it continues a little bit because in the Warcraft two you destroyed the dark portal, mm-hmm. uh, and and in the in the intro of the of the uh, Warcraft two beyond the dark portal, right, which is the name of the of the expansion is explained that. Uh, the, the the portal was destroyed, but uh, the rift, which is between the uh, Draenor and and Azeroth, is is left there, and uh, the the orcs are still trying to to use it to invade the the Azeroth and and finish the the human uh, race, and and you have to in the in the what I read because I didn't finish the the expansion yet mm-hmm. uh in 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 like in the middle of of the campaign uh, you will go as a, as a humans you will go uh, to the to the home planet uh, of the orcs ah. to, to Draenor, and and you will then have to uh close the portals from uh from the other side ah and then it's really closed yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's cool that's kind of cool that you go onto this orc planet. Yeah, that seems kind of exciting. Yeah, and and uh, so, so there is a there is again there is a, a fourteen missions for for every side, hmm. and uh, uh, this time it's really you you had some of it in the in the Warcraft two as well, but uh, in 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 the expansion, uh, it's really focused on the uh, on the heroes. Right. So, yeah. so so there is five heroes for every side. And uh, they they cannot die in the mission, and uh, they they it's 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 nice that they have like uh, every hero uh, has uh, its its own uh, portrait and its its own voice uh, voiceover acting. Oh. Wow! 
for, for example, for uh, for orcs, there, there is a, one of uh, one of the unit. It's interesting one. It's a, it's a dragon, which have uh, eight hundred uh, HP. Okay. So it's it's really like, yeah, and and. Uh, as as we were uh, talking at, at the at the beginning of the show, uh, the Warcraft two, uh, from what I experienced and from what I read on the on the DOS Game Club uh, forum, uh, it was uh, considered pretty pretty easy. It it wasn't too much challenging. Mm-hmm. But man, if <laughs> if you think this, ju- just go and 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 try the expansion. Yeah, that's it's, the impression. It's hard. That's it's the... hard. <laughs> because because. It, it the the Warcraft two was starting like it was presented uh, as as for uh, totally new players mm. like you can the, the the first four missions was basically tutorial which just was it didn't have a name tutorial but it it was pretty what it what it was but here uh, uh, I, uh, I I I I'm in the in the third mission uh, right now but it it seems that it will stick with with this through the whole game that you don't have um, any any tech tree you you just continuing what uh, as as you left in the Warcraft two oh. so you have all the all the buildings in the in the mission uh, all the all the units and so on everything so, is so available already, yeah yeah already already in the in the mission two I I get I was uh, constantly attacked by dragons and so on oh, so yeah 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 I I think the base game it in the base game the campaign feels a bit like a tutorial but in the in the expansion, definitely not, and and they really yeah. ramped up the the difficulty. Yeah, well, I, I guess it sort of makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but but they really really expecting that uh, uh, you finished the the work of two and and you know what's what's going on. Exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, one other mode of this game that we haven't really talked about a lot yet is the multiplayer. Now, sadly, we didn't get the chance to to play our own multiplayer game. Yeah, uh, I really wanted to, and I am disappointed that yeah, we well, couldn't get that out. We 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 still can do this, right? I mean, yeah, we can still have a multiplayer game, but yeah, it just didn't happen in in the last month that we uh, featured the game. Um, I I just don't know don't know like uh, how well in the Tyler uh, case, but uh, I know that. That me and and you, uh, Martin, we were finishing the the Warcraft uh, two days before end of the month. So yeah, oh yeah, I was putting all my time just finishing the campaign. So yeah, yeah, that's that's actually a, a big reason why we didn't dive into the multiplayer. I think, but uh, yeah. but, but, but but it was it was it was, it was epic race because <laughs> I, I finished the game like like ten minutes before you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were in the last mission, both of us. So yeah, that was uh, that was. A, Cool timing, actually. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, I had reached the final mission uh, before, but the the difficulty jumps up a bit. So yeah. it was yeah, it was easy going before, but then suddenly the the last mission, it was the the last mission was was uh, was on there. Yeah, like uh, it, it it really they really expect that. Uh, yeah, you you gather all these experiences in previous missions. So yeah, go and have at it. We we th- this is what we uh, prepare for you. Exactly, it's like a boss fight in a way, but then yeah. a really big one. But um, I, you mentioned in the beginning, Tyler, that you did play a lot of multiplayer back in the day. Yep, over the modem, it was glorious. That's cool, man. 
I thought this game only offered uh, IPX, uh, local networking uh, stuff. Nope. All I remember is it wasn't even my idea. One of my friends came to me and was like, we should we should do this. And I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything about that. You know, like modems and dialing stuff. But it was one of those <laughs> things where kind of like was my original getting into computers and, and teching stuff. We were just like, all right, well, we'll just try this setting and try it and then if that doesn't work then we'll just try the other setting and we'll just go through all the settings until we find one that works yeah and that's what we did until well, it worked and you're a kid i mean you've yeah. got time yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> so did you play multiplayer games before this one um not over the computer or anything like that i mean hmm. i'm sure i played you know i'm trying to think of like some nintendo two-player games or something but that was like the first time that i you know Network, I mean, not necessarily network, you know, but like, yeah, yeah. you know, over the internet, like playing with someone that wasn't sitting next to you. It was, yeah, it was revolutionary. It was amazing. It was yeah. mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably why, like, I have such fond memories thinking of it, you know, blocking out the AI that just runs into itself. Like <laughs> all, I, all I remember <laughs> is the fun times playing the multiplayer. I don't remember the, the guys that just couldn't go around the corner because the one guy keeps standing there. But well, in in multiplayer, it's also more fair, I guess, because you have problems with your guys running into the into the forest and into the mountains. But right, so so does so your does he. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's fair game. So I, you you played your DOS version with the modem stuff. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Yep. Yeah, that's that's cool. Because I also read that uh, there was this program called Kali yes. at the time. Yeah. Kelly, that's yeah. how we call. It. That's how we pronounced it. But yeah, I hadn't actually heard of it before. So maybe you can you can explain a little bit what it is. Oh gee, it's been a long time since I thought of Kelly, but it was a <laughs> service that you could find all kinds of multiplayer games in, and I remember using it mostly for uh, Descent hmm. and and kind of shooter games. Right. But uh, so so it was something like uh, like a game spy. Yeah. Back in the day. I think yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Like it was, you dial in, dial up to your internet, and then you would use it as like a, a game finder, you know, to kind of act as like intermediary. I think you would then like, you know, they wouldn't host games or anything like that, but you would do player hosting between the two players, but they would allow you to kind of find the games, yeah. you know, find the other people. Exactly. If you read about the early days of Battle.net, uh, the guy said like Battle.net actually ran on like a really low end kind of crappy computer that like all it did was act as kind of an intermediary to, uh, you know, connect two people like it, you know, it didn't do any of the actual hosting. It just connected the two people and then it turned itself off, hmm. which is why the cheating was so rampant, of course. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of the old uh, multiplayer games were like that, where you actually hosted the game yourself and then other people would join you. And, and there's, yeah. It's not, yeah, yeah. The, these, but which is actually also a good thing because uh, that stuff still works. While other exactly, mu- yeah, other multiplayer games they're just shut down and they just shut down. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this this model was still used late into the two thousands. So mm. yeah, they, they um, basically take the the lawn games and and just just uh, put it on the internet. Yeah, yeah. They, they just add a lobby server and then yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, because what I read about Kali is that it actually featured uh, an IPX over IP emulation layer, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot of technobabble, but it means that you can play games designed for local networks over the internet. Uh, so there, there were a lot of these DOS games that offered IPX local networking, um, which we've also found in other games we've played online. Uh, right? Most, most actually. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and DOSBox nowadays also features uh, this IPX over IP stuff. But actually, back in the day, people were also doing this exact same thing, where they would, yeah, they would uh, translate all the the calls to t- t- TCP IP uh, calls, and then make the game think they're on a local network while actually they're playing with people all, all over the world. So uh, it's good. It's, it, I hadn't realized that the, this had been going on for such a long time. I thought it was relatively new added with DOSBox, but apparently not. So that's pretty cool. Uh, and then, of course, Blizzard noticed how popular Kali was. Uh, and they offered some some stuff for that themselves, I think. Mm-hmm. But then later, of course, they they made this whole BattleNet stuff uh, to to accommodate the wish for people to play multiplayer against each other over the internet. I think there was actually another release of Warcraft Two for for especially for BattleNet, right? Correct. That, that was that was uh, Warcraft Two BattleNet edition. Hmm. And uh, is that what came in the war chest? When you could buy them together, yeah, yeah, and uh, the the most interesting thing is that uh, it was uh, the the executive DOS was uh, for Windows, not for DOS. Boo! Alas, we'll <laughs> never be able to play it. <laughs> yeah, I- but but uh, the, the interesting thing is that uh, even though it it was uh, released in the it was uh, I think ninety nine, so it yeah. was uh, like Windows ninety five ninety eight era. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried it, and guys, it, it's 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 working flawlessly on the Windows 10. Oh, like, really? With that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. The only interesting thing is that uh, <clears throat> if you try it, uh, run the BattleNet, it will tell you that uh, this game cannot be updated to like correct BattleNet version. You just go to the to your BattleNet account and and download the correct version of the game. Uh, but there's a catch. The game doesn't exist on the Batland. Like the, yeah. the, the thing is, like nowadays, uh, you cannot buy or download or or anything. Like this, this game is unavailable from the Blizzard side. Yeah, which is sad, really. Yeah. So if you have it, then it still works, and if you don't have it, well, that's tough luck. That's just. A while ago, Blizzard announced, though, that they were reworking all the old games uh, and and remastering them, hmm. which is also where this um, StarCraft remastered version came from. But since then, there haven't been any updates, as far as I know. Hmm. So there, yeah. there might be might be chances that there is an updated version one day. The huh. the, the Warcraft three is is uh, it's, it's it's in active development right now uh, because there was like a, the the last patch for for a game. Before, like now, it was like in 2016 or something like that, where they at uh, compatibility with Windows 10. Hmm. But nowadays, it, it's it's not like you uh, install the game from the CD and apply the patch, but you will you will download the game from the from the Blizzard site. Yeah, uh, enter the CD key and and it's updating like uh, uh, like uh, <clears throat> it's 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 not going through their Battlefield launcher. Mm. But it's it's uh, it's pretty much the same thing. I I, I expect that uh, in some time it will be 
added there as well. Yeah, uh, maybe 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 with the uh, with the Star uh, like with the Starcraft that the 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 original game will will be uh, for free and and there will be a remastered version. Yeah, yeah, because Starcraft and and Warcraft three they are still available in this way, but Warcraft two is just missing. So yeah, but the the, the Starcraft uh, two uh, it, uh, it it well it was available when you uh, when you uh, add. Uh, edit the CD key to the Battle.net, hmm. uh, th- then it was available that you can download the game from the Battle.net and install it uh, through the web installer. Uh, and nowadays it's it's uh, it's part of the Battle.net uh, launcher. Right. Uh, but uh, Warcraft 2, unfortunately, or and Warcraft 1 for that matter, yeah. uh, it, it's not. Hmm, exactly. So maybe it will reappear in some way, but mm-hmm. at this moment it's just gone. Um uh the interesting thing is uh that uh, uh the Warcraft 2 wasn't released just for PCs hmm. but it was also for macOS which is like o- almost standard at, at the Blizzard mm-hmm. a lot of games pretty much everyone uh, pretty much everywhere uh, from 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 them it's released also from for macOS mm-hmm. But interestingly, it was released for PlayStation and for the Sega Saturn. Yeah, I read about that. Yes, it was. I have it for PlayStation. What? I found it at a thrift store. I do a lot of uh, thrifting and trying like retro collecting, essentially. And I found it at a thrift store about six months ago. Wow, I bought that's it. That's cool, man. I've played it. It's awful. It's wonderfully <laughs> awful. Like you can't even see like how many minerals. And wood, or I say minerals, because Starcraft, but uh, gold and wood. Like you have to like hold a like the shoulder buttons to get the drop down thing to see like you know what your supply is at, how much gold you have. It's it's uh it's pretty tough. Uh, yeah, I don't remember if it has uh, mouse control options or not, but I actually have since purchased uh, the PlayStation a mouse. PlayStation mouse. Uh huh. Huh. Like it, it's kind of became a thing with me for a minute here. I was like, I'm gonna get all my favorite like PC games like ports on console. This is a thing that I kind of want to do for my YouTube channel. Right. So like I've I've got it, uh, and I have modded my you know Saturn and stuff like that, so I can play burned versions of the other games but right but yeah i, I plan on playing uh through it a little bit i was kind of sad uh when i saw that talking about the ports on the notes because hmm. i hadn't i hadn't played it enough to really comment hmm. other than like i only i played like the first two levels right and yeah. it was like so brutally hard it's there are like there are some button combinations you can do to like save a map location mm. and bounce back to that map location. Oh, there okay. there were no control groups or anything like that, but if you, you know, pooled your guys up in one spot, you could bounce back to that spot and then select yeah. them and stuff, but it was tough, man. Yeah. It's hard to imagine this this type of game really working on a console, especially mm-hmm. an old one like this. Yeah, the, the, back in the day. Because nowadays, of course, they're in uh, full HD, 4K. You know, the resolution is there to actually have the detail required to see what what's going on. But these old machines, I don't. I mean, can you even can you see what's going on? I mean, <laughs> I don't think a PlayStation is even capable of of doing the 640 by 480. In yeah, that's the resolution. No, no PlayStation one. No. No. So. I mean, can you even see anything? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I rem- 
remember it looking okay. Okay. Uh, I, I, don't quote me or anything, but uh, <laughs> I, I remember like, well, I guess I'll put it this way. When I was playing it, it's not the looks of the game that were yeah. drawing my attention. You know, it was the inability right. to control or do anything. Like, (laughs) so if you want to compare the features, gameplay, graphics and everything, the graphics were probably a high point. Right. Yeah. Okay. But that's Despite only because being the controls down a bit. so terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Real-time strategy <laughs> on the controller is horrible. I tried mm. Dune 2 for the Mega Drive and wow. Mm. Oh, that's on my list. That game's on my list to play. <laughs> Dune 2 had to be even even more horrible with, yes. with just one one uh, unit per selection. Exactly. I found it hard to play on the PC, but when I tried the Mega Drive version, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> then the PC version is actually all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and one one more interesting tidbit. Um, the as we as we speak already, uh, the the Warcraft two, the game itself was for a DOS, mm-hmm. of course. But interestingly, uh, but interestingly, the the uh, editor, the Warcraft two editor, was not right. You you had you had to you had to run it in in Windows. You you can even run it in the Windows free uh, one. But it had to be Windows. It, it wasn't a DOS application at all. Hmm. It's funny you bring that up. I do remember that now, but that's not something that I would have pulled out of my memory without you bringing it up. I I do remember. Because uh, me and my buddy, we did make a lot of maps. Yeah. Like, we really took, we took advantage of that. Like, and I've kind of talked about this with other people, and specifically in StarCraft 2 groups, just because StarCraft 1, the use map settings, which is custom map essentially mm-hmm. like was a big thing right and there were all kinds of uh different games that people were making uh you know uh, tower defense type stuff and i feel like it's just because back in the day like you didn't have steam with a thousand free-to-play games on it you know what yeah. i mean so you just had this one game and you're like oh man i can i can make maps for this game i can do all this cool stuff as opposed to like you know download any other game to kind of fill that void you know what i mean yeah. now you're like you were kind of an incentive to make your own. Yeah, but it's. I, I really liked that back back then when it was still like that because it really gave you an option to dive really deep into the game and and really get get the most out of it. And nowadays, you play a game, you you finish the single player campaign, you throw it away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the on the other side, the the thing is that then we play even horrible game or or uh, un- unnecessarily hard game because there wasn't anything else available. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm glad you bring this up. I have I have a love for like so you're young right and you're just playing games that you have and some games are difficult but you learn the tricks and you learn to love them and then you kind of find out years later that these games are revered as horrible <laughs> you know what I mean and it could be a game that you really like and you just got to be like man those people don't know what they're talking about like they didn't take the time yeah, well, to find the magic you know what that, I mean that's why we have those game club um, I mean uh, with Starflight and Transarctica there are always people the, the games are a bit obscure maybe and then there are people who played them for ages and, and it's really cool to hear from those people yeah mm-hmm. obviously not the case with Warcraft because everybody plays it and everybody liked it but yeah Mm-hmm. Totally. Oh. Yeah, but this modding stuff, I think it really exploded also in the mid-90s with uh, with the internet. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, the, just the combination of being able to make your own maps or, you know, change this, this game and then upload the files to these websites where you can share them with other people. That's just huge. I mean, that yeah, that whole scene exploded in the mid-90s, right? Oh, yeah. 
Well, well, just take a Dota. It 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 started with the StarCraft. Yeah, it was a StarCraft. It was StarCraft One map. Dota was. I thought it was Warcraft Three. I, I, well, it it wasn't a Dota itself. It was Warcraft Three, I think. But uh, it 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 was uh, evolution of some other mod, uh, the defense of Asians. Well, it's it's Dota. So I think I think that it it started with the with the StarCraft one. Yeah. Oh, all right. Huh. That's something I didn't know. I thought it really originated in Warcraft Three. But hey, man. Well, either way, I mean, clearly, yeah. yeah. But it's 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 still a, it's still a custom map for some Blizzard game, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So so tell me what what did you make? I mean, you 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 say you uh, you made maps and you shared them with your buddies. So uh. it it was mainly maps for him and I to play. Like I said, he we mainly did uh, versus computer maps. So we mainly like would make maps right where like you know we had two big bases right next to each other. You know what I mean? Like two gold mines, like two spawning points, <laughs> and then the computer yeah was over with some massive disadvantage on the other side of the map. <laughs> Uh, that kind of no thing. Like for you, we we were we were kids. We didn't, you know, we we didn't make sweet balanced maps or anything like that. We we just kind of made ridiculous stuff. And yeah, I don't remember honestly the details out of too much of it, other than what I have already said. Just like putting us together. Maybe if we we would often be versus only one computer. You know what I mean? Two of us versus one computer. Yeah, and we might do two computers sometimes if we wanted the challenge but i don't even know if we ever really did want the challenge like we just wanted to build a big base and move yeah. a huge army across and kill a bunch of people and feel cool that's actually what i remember you know one of the things i liked the most as a kid playing this game is just building the base mm-hmm. uh just seeing these guys walk around and and then building yeah building all these putting all these buildings down and then they're, you know, they're walking over to the woods and they're chopping and then bringing the woods back and then to the lumber thing. And then just just that for me is just the best part of the game, honestly. It's just a cool environment to be in and just look at everyone do their thing and look at it go. And, and you have this feeling that you, you built something. That's huge. And yeah, I feel that the rest of the game almost doesn't matter. <laughs> it's just, yeah, just watching these guys go. That was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of the fun was was just that, and also of course, and this is actually where it really differs from Dune Two and uh, uh, and Command and Conquer. It, this game had had a, a cartoonish quality to it. It really did. Yeah, Ooh, I want I I wanted to touch on it. How I and I'm glad you brought it up. Just going from Warcraft One to Warcraft Two, I really feel they kind of transitioned from like a gritty, you know, as realistic as they could. For back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. fantasy orcs and stuff. But I really feel they went from trying to kind of make it gritty, you know, if you will, yeah. kind of maybe kind of like you said, maybe like the war, the Warhammer universe, which is particularly gritty. Mm. And then in Warcraft 2, they decided to go kind of like full bright colors, cartoony style. Yeah. And I think it really paid off for them. I think it worked great. Yes. And not just the, the, the graphics, but also the, the voice acting. You know this I I think honestly the voice acting is really what makes the game. It's just this all well they got the orcs going uh-huh. and stuff like that and then yeah. I think all of us can like when we knew Warcraft 2 was going to be the game I think all of us had some of those lines maybe run bet- 
run through our minds. You yes, know what I yeah. mean? Like I remember clicking that stupid sheep until it finally said "Ram you," <laughs> which was a reference to the pig movie Babe or something, if I recall. Wow, like this is full on nineties. Like uh, talk about some dated references. <laughs> like it's that's pretty good. Yeah, and also the the peasants they go, uh, "What is it? You know, what's up? You know, this all like what what are you <laughs> bothering me for? I'm doing my job here." It's just super funny. Mm-hmm. They had, they did a lot of little stuff like that that they didn't need to do to make a successful game. And I think it's mm. kind of uh, points back to what you were talking about, the heart, man. Like, yeah. the game has... It wasn't just by numbers, you know what I mean? They wanted, they wanted it to have a personality, if you will. And they went the extra mile to put in those little details that... Kind of fleshed it out and yeah. made it special. Well, it's it's always these details which uh, which uh, separates the the good from the best, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, I, I wanted to say maybe that's the ingredient that makes a great game legendary. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I think it's really in this game particularly. It's really in the voice acting. That's well, I, I don't think. I mean, there certainly were other games with voice acting, and in, and in fact, the the big competitors, uh, Command and Conquer, they also had voice acting, but. It wasn't like you you talked about the heart. I mean this this wasn't just functional. This wasn't just the guy acknowledging that you clicked him. This was more than that. It was really yeah, they put a lot of care into this and a lot of polish and a lot of Well, it's it's maybe related what uh what Florian was uh writing today that uh, uh they, they didn't have a a voice actor uh, for this mm. like the professional ones. It it was it was the the Blizzard's employees. Who, who did the voice acting. Yeah, admittedly, I felt like I had a little bit of a bone to pick with Florian when he posted that stuff, man, because I <laughs> I have a lot of fond love for some of those old uh, English voice actings that oh, admittedly wow. like were kind of goofy. And when I say a bone to pick, I don't mean serious, of course, just like, but no, the, those, those they were good, man. Those unit messages, they're they great, of course, yes. The only thing that, that, that I've found uh, where the German voice acting was better was in the mission briefings for the orcs, at least. Hmm. Because they, they just picked somehow a voice actor that had a voice that really matches the, the orc tone, I feel. So it's a bit more darker and a, more, a bit more aggressive. And yeah, I like that a bit better. Okay. Uh, when you when you mentioning this the, the mission briefing this was one one thing which uh, again when I was trying to play uh, Warcraft one for the whole two missions uh, which which uh, uh, the the Warcraft two the uh, did a lot better was that uh, mm -hmm. within the Warcraft two when you when you pause the game and go to the go to the menu you you had a uh, mission objectives. Yeah. So you can skip the mission briefing because there was like a, a lot of other stuff, uh, and and you didn't need to know like not know the all of it. But in in the game, you you can you can read like what you have to do. Mm -hmm. But uh, this wasn't available in Warcraft One. So so in Warcraft One, you had to watch the mission briefing. You have to uh, listen and 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 read what the games want from you because otherwise in the mission itself you have no idea like <laughs> uh, and and no option to find yeah. out what's what, what you have to do in that mission and you have to remember it yeah and also exactly i was just going to say that i mean imagine saving this game mid mid mission and then playing it again in 2 weeks yeah uh, what are you going even during a single ses session i sometimes <laughs> forgot the objective <laughs> 
Dude, I checked the objectives in this last playthrough almost every level, like, at least once kind of yeah. thing. Like, It's just... Because, I mean, some of them were kind of cryptic, right? Yeah. Like, you had to take over one island or something, like, build one base on one island or something. Like, it was, yeah. they had some wonky stuff. Yeah, and there's different objectives as well. I mean, it's not just destroy everything you see. There's also move this from here to there and then pick up this guy who's on the other side of the map or go to all, the circle yeah. of life and stuff stuff like that, yeah. So there's yeah, it's it's kind of important that that you can uh, look up what you have to do because it's not so uh, straightforward. Although I I feel there's one thing that we have to address that I mean in a lot of missions the objective is to destroy everything and everyone. Yeah. And actually doing that up to the last submarine. Are you talk and- are you gonna talk about hunting the boats oh, down? Is that man. where this is going? Yeah. Oh it was That's the worst frustrating. <laughs> you know, I, I cheated. Uh, when I reached that point in level I just disabled Fog of War. Mm. Because you know the the match is basically won and <laughs> this is also interesting that, that there was an option for it. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, then I was then, then I was uh, checking this. And in StarCraft, it was a cheat. So, so you, you, you can disable the Fog of War with, with cheat code, mm. but in the menu, that the, there wasn't an option for it. And, and in, Warcraft, there, in Warcraft 2, there was. Yeah, it's kind like, of weird, isn't it? Because it, it does seem like a cheat. I mean, it makes the game massively more easy. So why is this, why is this an option? Is it because of the hunting of the last guy? I guess there are different uh, difficulty levels in other games as well. It's because some people are weak. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this this prevails in the other strategies, so it, it it cannot be just that. It's kind of interesting that this was an option. I think. I don't know when when you're when you maybe when maybe when you're just starting out playing um, real time strategy games, and you're maybe you're young, you're not really skilled yet. Hmm. Maybe maybe it's it's easier and and more fun that way than yeah the normal way. Pretty sure back in the day that, like, we, me and my friend played it without Fog of War. Like, because I don't think Warcraft 1 had Fog of War. Yeah. So I think going to it, it was like, you know, an abrupt thing. Like, ugh. I can only see, like, you know, a couple feet away from my guys. Like, that's not how this works. Mm. But now, after playing, you know, RTSs for the next 20 years. Yeah. Now going back, it's like an insult to think playing without fog of war to me you know what i mean like it's just that's a necessary thing yeah oh, but, so but maybe that's another um another thing they just did because it was different in warcraft one and they didn't want to alienate know, anyone spoil it for for other players who were used to this method of playing yeah did uh did command and conquer have fog of war i can't remember yeah well i was just thinking about that um it did uh, command and conquer totally had fog of war but yeah. it it w- worked in a sort of different way um I think I think what I remember is that you the whole map would be black just like in Warcraft so you wouldn't know where everything was but when you were out there discovering everything that's just when the map updated and the fog of war was lifted so then if you moved your guy back to base you would still see an enemy approaching uh yeah, that that's exactly how it is in Warcraft 2 yes if you, if you disable it, because at, at, the, at the start, you still have blackout the whole map. Hmm. It, yeah, Fog of War like is... Almost all of it. Yeah, only the... But, 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 but when, you, when, you, when you lift it, 
uh, it will again will be grayish yeah. when, when the 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 unit uh, went out of the area. Right. I guess. I guess if that is fog of war, then I I guess Command and Conquer didn't have it because it was just the the explore part where where you had to you know the black map had to be revealed. But once it was revealed, it stayed revealed. I think. All right. Unless I'm yeah. completely misremembering it, but I, that's the way I remember it anyway. Well, so maybe actually fog of war was a new thing with Warcraft two. Then this is a thing they introduced. Yeah, perhaps it innovated a little bit more than we thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember one magazine actually mentioning this, and I didn't think much of it when I read it. But now that you're mentioning what 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 Fog of War actually is, <laughs> then uh, now it makes more sense that yeah, this seems like a new thing, and and magazines were were complementing their uh, their design uh, regarding this. So uh, yeah, people seem to like this. And, and critical reviews were, were off the charts anyway. I mean, uh, this game was crazy well-received. This was just, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you looked up any of the magazine scores, but it's all 91, 93, four and a half out of five stars, all stuff like that. So, uh, yeah. And uh, uh, DOS Game Club member Richard, he also put on some uh, magazine scans on the forums, which you can check out with some great quotes and stuff so yeah those were real nice yeah those were real nice i thought that was really nice of them to do that was great yeah so yeah this game was just a big hit with the with the reviewers and also in sales i think so uh yes yeah they they sold al- almost three million copies i think wow that's that's insane those war chests were in the stores i mean until the Early mid two thousands, almost it feels like. I'm pretty sure I saw <laughs> Warcraft two battle chests at Walmart until like two thousand four or something like, and that was just followed up by the Starcraft <laughs> one, you know, battle chests that you saw until like twenty ten. Like, yeah, but it's also a massive increase from from Warcraft one. I yeah. think they sold about three hundred copies of of that. Uh, three hundred thousand, sorry. <laughs> 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 I was gonna say, ooh. So uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They this, this game boosted their sales by a factor of ten. So yeah, this was really what solidified them as a as a major game company. And uh, yeah, definitely. And then to follow this up with Diablo was like, mm. oh, Blizzard. Ooh, how you be so good? Even though mm. everyone probably knows that like Blizzard really just bought a company that was making Diablo, and then. Then Blizzard made Diablo, but <laughs> it was really brainstormed by a company that was totally not Blizzard. Oh. The only, the only, not to get off on a tangent, but the only big deal I think is Diablo was originally going to be turn-based, and the original designer guy really had his heart set on turn-based. Hmm. And I think uh, Blizzard came in and said, "This should be real time." Yeah. They're like, "No," and then they made one real time build. But like he made it real time in an afternoon, he right. said, if I'm not mistaken, which like kind of blows my mind, like how you could change it so drastically. But they're like, yeah, once it was real time, there was no going back. It yeah. was the clear future. Yeah, I think we will play uh, Diablo sooner or later in DOS Game Club. No, we will not. Is it a DOS game? No, we will not. A little, a little Windows 95 Game Club. Is, is there no DOS version? It's a Windows version. Ah. It's only Windows. Ah, ah. how sad Boo. is that? Boo! Ah, well. Um. Now, Florian, uh-huh. we have not really discussed the music at all. Oh, man. No. Oh, it's great music. Which was composed by uh, by Glenn Stafford. Yeah. Who uh, made, yeah, 
But um, I remember that you you did prepare some clips, right? Yeah, I prepared a few excerpts from uh, the from the Ark and the Human music. So mm -hmm. if we if you want, we can have a quick listen. Yeah, I think I think we're all Go on, yeah. Man. I think we're all ready for it. <laughs> Lay it. And it gives me goosebumps. <laughs> is impressive stuff that's all the orchestral uh scoring stuff i don't think it's a real orchestra i don't know no it's um, got to be midi music yeah but still yeah no glorious a anyway that's 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 the the human um one of the human soundtracks um and i really feel it gives this big castles and cathedrals mm. feeling and when we compare that to the orc music um you will hear quite a difference i think mm. Yeah, much more drums of war. Yeah. Yeah, I just think that this version was, uh, it was the CD audio. Uh, yeah, it was. The, the the MIDI was like more MIDI. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they added a few extra effects, I think, for the CD audio version. Yeah. But but I was I was uh, when I was playing I I recently bought uh, a, a Dreamblaster uh, X2, which is like a wavetable card for. And and really, it it really brings up the the good in the music in in even in the MIDI one, which like mm. on on the on the worst sound card back then it was kind of awful. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's often the case with these orchestral soundtracks. Yeah. Um. Last last month we had a Tyrion, which is all electronic music, and that actually works pretty well with the OPL yeah. synth stuff. Yeah. But this orchestral style, that's yeah, that just sort of falls flat with if you just have an ad lib or a sound blaster type card. Mm -hmm. But 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 with 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 good wave blaster card, mm. you can really like bring it to life. 
Yeah, and I think I, I think that's actually what they did for the CD audio as well. They just used these amazing samples and MIDI modules, but it's still mm -hmm. essentially the same MIDI music, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but just using the best hardware and the best samples they could get. It yeah, it sounds completely epic. It's uh, it's really cool, uh, and it's cool this this different style that you mentioned, Florian, between the orcs and the humans. Yeah, um, with with the orcs, you can really imagine the war chief sitting there, and mm -hmm. the, I don't know the drums playing in the background. And for the humans, you imagine big cathedrals. I think that's 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 really nice composition, really very thematic. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it just adds to the whole production value of this game. There's just Put in a lot of polish and a lot of, uh, yeah. That I think that that's what they were all about. Yeah, and and and, and when I started the game, it was really like I, I was. It, it seems like I played this yesterday. Like that music, it was, <laughs> it, it, it was so memorable. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's often I think that the music ages the least. I mean, the graphics they can just look dated, and but but music, music is just music. So, yeah, that's. Uh, suffers uh, less uh, over time, if it's good mm -hmm. music. Um, we have discussed quite a bit, guys. Um, wait a second. I just received, this second I received an email that apparently contains a voice message. Seriously? Yes. About this game. I love these. Yes. This is awesome. <laughs> we got one live during the, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, let me, oh. let me download this thing and... Giving me goosebumps. Play it back. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know uh, this is this is not checked for uh, content. <laughs> if, now. If it's hugely in inappropriate, I'll just edit it out later. <laughs> the stream of racist profanities. Yes, let me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Let me play it back. Right. Yeah. Your sound card works perfectly. Hi, my name's Jake. I like Warcraft Two a whole lot. I don't think I really like any other Warcrafts. Uh, like, World of Warcraft does nothing for me, and Warcraft 3 was, I don't know, a little too serious. Like, even other craft games, Blizzard games. I don't like Diablo. I don't like StarCraft. I like Warcraft 2. Warcraft 1 is so primitive. It's like all the ideas are there, but the interface, the amount of clicking you have to do, uh, the variety of units and all that, like, it doesn't quite give me what I want. And StarCraft is all about, I don't know, perfect balance for multiplayer and speed and uh, that ugly aesthetic. And I don't like any of that. I just like Warcraft 2, which is all colorful and stupid and everyone says, zug zug. <laughs> and it's the kind of strategy game where I can go and cut down every tree and mine every piece of gold and suck all the oil out of the world and just build the biggest army possible and crush my enemies. And that's what I like to do. <laughs> I want the little computer people to suffer. Wow, that was awesome. Indeed. Yeah, that was oh, great. That was nice. Props to that guy. Yeah, I think he sums up the game really well. This game just has a silliness to it that's really attractive. And uh, yeah, it's not trying to be overly complex. And it's also not... Yeah, it's it's still pretty smooth in how it plays it's not too much micromanagement although there is quite a bit of that actually but yeah it's just a good combination of, of elements to make it really work so uh, i can totally understand the appeal of this game it's really nice that he that he sent that 
to us. It's really cool. Yes, our, our first message from someone who's not who we didn't ask to do on the it. show before. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, this is a landmark moment. Yeah, and, and, and as you said, Martin. So, so, so if you if you don't want to listen the the two hours rambling guys about one game, just listen to this this voice message. It sounds <laughs> yeah. perfectly. Yeah, just replace the whole podcast by this guy. <laughs> yes, welcome to the DOS podcast. They just play that. <laughs> the end. He was mentioning uh, cutting down the trees, and I was I was suddenly thinking, what's what's always I was always a bit afraid when I was cutting down trees in this game because, well, I mean you need the wood for just the resource, but you're also uh, sort of destroying your own defenses, right? Yes. So, actually, to be surrounded by forest by woods, that's actually a pretty cool cool thing uh, for your base. So if you're going to destroy all that forest, then suddenly you're open and exposed and they can come from all sides. Yeah, you have to just manage it and, and, yeah. and watch watch the balance so they will not destroy the last line <laughs> of the defense. Yeah, I always thought that was an interesting aspect because in other games, the like, like in Dune, there's the Spice and in uh, Command & Conquer, there's the Tiberium, which is actually, well, you can't just walk across it, but still you can walk across it. So in other games, uh, the resource is just in the ground and you can walk over it. Well, in this game, uh, the woods, they're, they're blocking the path for the units. So that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I have a question for you guys. Is, is, there, some, is there some mission or, or some moment from the game which uh, like really stood out for, for any reason? Yes. Go on. Uh, <laughs> Um, there's this one arc mission where you have to capture the runestone or something like that. And I somehow managed to get uh, units over there. And suddenly I realized that the humans started attacking the stone and trying to destroy it. And I was like, uh, okay, I didn't know there was a time limit going on. And it all became really, really um, frantic in the end. And I <laughs> just managed to to clear out all the towers around this stone uh, like when... The thing had like 100 hit points left or something like that. So Wow. That's memorable for me. Yes. Yeah, that's exciting. I definitely remember the first time submarines were introduced. Yeah. I was going, what? What is this? Just coming out of nowhere, being hit. I can't even see it. What's this? <laughs> yeah. But then I found out that actually if you get an air unit close, then the, you can see them. And yeah, that solved a whole lot of issues. But yeah. First time I got a little bit scared. I thought, what? We're going to do invisible units now? <laughs> but it turned out not so bad. Is there a moment for you, Martin? Yes, yes. I, I was uh, in a mission 10. Uh, it was like pretty standard mission. But uh, the thing is that uh, at, at the start, the, there were sending uh, some troops uh, to uh, through the water via transport to, to one place. So I just, I just built... Uh, uh, multiple uh, uh, guards there and, and towers and so on. And I just uh, left pretty much anything else in the base unprotected. And I was just like doing my things. Uh, the, 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 the peasants were, were mining and, and, and chopping wood. And, and somehow they then sent the, the army to another place, which was totally unprotected and uh, <laughs> I then end up with the I I didn't have any money uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, I just uh, left with uh, with uh, two peasants uh, in in the with, with the red health <laughs> and and I even had to I 
the the enemy was between uh, between the castle and between the between the gold mine. So so I had to go with with the peasants and and lure the the enemies uh, to to my towers. And uh, yeah, it was it was pretty scary because I didn't have a safe, I didn't have a money, so I didn't have an option to to build uh, another peasants. So so I had to go with them, and they were like, you know, the the, the peasants have a uh, forty health, mm-hmm. so, so it's it's nothing. Yeah. So, so and and I and I had to lure the guys to to the tower so I can proceed with the mission. <laughs> but did you make it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. As, as I said, like I had, a, I, I, left with, with uh, at, at the end when, when the, uh, when I, when the tower killed the last enemy, I had the two peasants with like free health. Ah, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I just restart the mission once something like that happens. Honestly, because yeah, well, I also save just every. I just learned that from playing Sierra games. I just save every ten minutes. It's just a tick I have. <laughs> I've grown to, well, do. <laughs> um, do you remember any specific moments that that that? Uh, well, yeah, that are memorable like that, Tyler. It's I don't want the most remembered thing, and the first thing that comes to my mind, memorable moment, and it's not like a sweet battle moment or anything. It was how difficult it is to use spellcasters in this game mm. like i love bloodlusting guys it's a great spell but like you can only have one orc sh- or not o- but ogre shaman selected like at a time to cast the spell even if your group is nothing but ogre shamans like you still can't access the spell until you have like one guy yeah and so really what i fr- what i remember is like frantically trying to bloodlust my dragon to send them over, like, so, like, just as fast as I can, the most APM that I can muster with my 37-year-old hands, just, like, <laughs> clicking ogres and bloodlusting, like, a group of nine dragons and being like, go forward, and then, you know, grabbing another group of dragons and trying to bloodlust them all, and, like, just the furiousness <laughs> of trying to cast my bloodlust is, like, my most distinct memory from the campaign. Like, it's what taxed me the most. Yeah, the AI is actually pretty fast at this stuff, right? Oh, oh, they bloodlust. Oh, yeah, they bloodlust the shit out of there, guys. You're like, yeah, hmm. like how? How do you even do that? Yeah, yeah, it, that's one of those things where you're like, man, computer cheat. Yeah, but they they do though. I mean, the computer, I think. Well, they they do cheat, but they're also never rebuilding anything. So. So it's like, yeah, they cheat, but it's also half broken. So I mean, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, in in this mission, which which I was mentioning in mission ten, then I just I just built some some battleships and I went uh, to to the enemy base, and that there there were two bases, one one which was doing the the naval unit and the other one which was doing the the land unit, so I just went to to the one which uh, was doing the the naval unit and I just destroyed their ships there and also the the shipyard and so on mm-hmm. and I, I I stay there so, and I was waiting like if if the guy will rebuild it and they just don't care like yeah yeah that yeah and, and and that and that mission wasn't even about like destroy everything so I just like leave it leave it there like they they, they were still like chopping woods mining <laughs> the gold and so on but they never rebuilt uh, the the shipyard and since they were on the island, like yeah, no harm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They couldn't leave. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think we've talked a lot uh, 
about a lot uh, of this game, right? I mean, is there something we've... Well, there there are always things that we could keep on talking about, but is there something really notable that we haven't mentioned that we should? About the game itself, I don't think we left out any major mm. topics. Yeah. Did we talk about how it's not available? Yeah, we did. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so if, if, you, if you want to play it, the only options are to either pirate it mm -hmm. uh, or get it on eBay, where it's surprisingly abundant and uh, the prices are um, somewhat reasonable in comparison hmm. to other games. Yeah, those battle chests were in Walmart for 10 years, man. Talk about abundance, yeah, man. Like, exactly. It's got to be a bajillion copies. If you sell 3 million copies, it's going to be on eBay, yeah. <laughs> but even the original boxed version is relatively easy to get. Hmm. One interesting thing related to this uh, regarding the pirating, I will not name the site, but uh, one one a pretty known site have... Uh, the list of most download, downloadable games on on the on the right side, and uh, Warcraft Two is on the third place. So I don't know if we somehow did it by uh, <laughs> oh. previous month of playing the game. But yeah, the, the Warcraft Three have a has a, a bronze medal. <laughs> wow! Yeah, maybe we did that. I don't know. <laughs> That's cool. Um. So yeah. Uh, I think I think we should talk about conclusions. You know, uh, does this game hold up? We mentioned at the start that it actually it was a bit harsh when we when we got into it, and we we remembered like this glorious game. Oh yeah, Warcraft Two, it's amazing. And then we started playing it, and it was maybe well a bit. All right, I'll just say it. It doesn't hold up. Ooh. All right, <laughs> I love the game. It's beautiful. But it's not a game that I'm like, man, I really like want to revisit this mm. soon. And I'm a guy that likes to, you know, I'm a, I'm a nostalgic guy. I do like to occasionally revisit like my super favorite classics. And like after playing Warcraft 2, it does not leave me itching for more. And I'm not trying to take away from its landmark awesomeness. And I did have a good time while I was playing it, but you know, yeah. I don't know, man. It's a good experience, but yeah. Uh, what do you guys think? I, I have a similar opinion, actually. Um, as I said in the beginning, when, when I started, I was really, really happy to revisit the game and and getting into it again. But I think uh, Blizzard has just put out so many great games afterwards uh, that. Uh, Warcraft 2 really looks like like it's really not not that advanced yet so it's I don't know it, it was a bit hard to get into and and really enjoy it for a long time so uh, for me too it doesn't really hold up today hmm. compared to to other stuff that's available yeah yeah I think this game was an important step for them to take but uh in the end it's 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 really just that it's a step to other greater games and then yeah going back to it now it it really is quite old-fashioned and also it's really slow to me like you're most of the time you're really just waiting for buildings to be finished or but you are playing on, on a slow speed um when you watch people play it on a higher speed setting then it's mm. not slow at all yeah okay i guess but then you have to s manually slow it down once you got into a fight well, I did that, but um, yeah. there, are, there are people uh, on YouTube who just 
um, run through the, hmm. the campaigns in two hours and okay yeah yeah, yeah but they are Koreans you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah what do you think Martin yeah I'm I'm on your side guys it's it's it was good to go back uh, I was uh, pretty much opposite uh, to to uh, Florian because the the beginning for me was infuriating because when I when I uh, found out again, like I didn't remember it, but uh, that, that that there was a, a unit selection limit. It was horrible. Like mm-hmm. uh, the 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 first half of the game was just me angry and the system, and it was infuriating. <laughs> but uh, later it 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 went better, and and um, one of one of the the most um, thing which which we don't like uh, it was the difficulty which wasn't challenging enough but this this is solved by the expansion mm-hmm. so I'm uh, even though the the month of playing for DOS Club uh, end up uh, with with Warcraft two I'm I'm still playing the expansion hmm. and hopefully I will finish it uh, but uh, yeah as as you mentioned Martin on the on the forum the uh, I'm really uh, a lot more uh, a CNC fan, and I, I don't think that uh, this this experience of uh, Warcraft 2 uh, takes it away. So I, I'm still pretty much preferring the Command and Conquer uh, series. Yeah. Uh, but but one thing which which really stuck in my mind, and and I to this day still I'm. Uh, in in the work and in the home, I, I'm playing the the soundtrack because the soundtrack right. is really really good. Yeah, and it's 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 great that uh, it's it's instrumental, so you you can you can uh, play it uh, and do other things, and it it really don't like take uh, your your attention. Mm-hmm. So so even even guys, if if you don't want to play the game and and the, the maybe the RTS genre isn't for you. I highly recommend it to find uh, on YouTube or somewhere else the soundtrack and, and listen to it because it's really timeless. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good one. Yeah, um, one more thing. Um, everyone seems to agree that the graphics are great, but I'll play the devil's advocate and say I really didn't like the graphics that much, to be honest. Mm. Mm. Ooh. Um, it, it's it's all a bit too too saturated for me and the... The, the SVGA graphics, they, they didn't really age that well, in in my view, um, compared to Warcraft 1 and the Command & Conquer series. I think Warcraft 2 actually looks worse than both of them. Mm, <laughs> I think you're wrong. Yeah, I, I don't have an articulate response other than, nuh-uh. <laughs> uh, well, they're going, they're going for this cartoony look, which we talked about. Um, the, you know, the, the thing that really amazed me is um, some of the animations, like, for example, the, there's a ballista or a catapult or something. Both. And when it's charging, there's like three frames. <laughs> it's like there's, it's in the, in the front, in the middle, in the back. That's all. Uh, and I thought this was more fluent of a motion and there was more, yeah, more animation to it. But actually, there's just very few animated frames. And that's true for more things. Yeah, like those whacks were fast with the swords and everything, like just the grunts and footmen, like the whack, you know what I mean? It's like yeah, only a couple frames, man. Yeah. The end. Exactly. And also the way the arrow moves, it's sort of weirdly rotated. Weird. It, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Oh, maybe so, that's how they made the game in a year. 
What what you were saying about the the fire? <laughs> I, I just want to mention that it it, it just looks oh. like a like a GIF overlaid over <laughs> the remaining battlefield, right? Yep. That's exactly what it it looks like. They went on Google and just Googled fire and <laughs> just put the first first result they found just on top of the building. Like a bam, it's on fire now. It's yeah, it doesn't really uh, fit the style or you know, nothing is actually on fire. It's just You're right. It doesn't it doesn't have that cartoony no, look, just, man. Like fire to be on hard, top of the, yeah. Yeah, so that's all a bit weird. Yeah, but 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 I must say, for for from my point of view, that uh, the the graphic of the Warcraft two aged better than in the Starcraft. Hmm. I really think so. Yeah, because the Starcraft is it's really like when you when you look at the at the original version, it's really pixelated. But the the cartoonish look of Warcraft two, it it just isn't. It's it's really smooth. It's relatively high resolution too. It's uh, 640 by 480 uh, Super VGA. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I think it still sort of works. I can agree with that opinion. As someone who has played StarCraft pretty recently, the units in StarCraft were also kind of smaller, right? So like mm. they tried to you know had to squish them down a little bit more, and I think that helps to the uh, strength of StarCraft Two that you know it had. Just the bigger units, cartoony, and it. Hmm. I, I agree. I agree that it uh, it kind of aged a little bit better graphically. Maybe why they gave StarCraft One an HD update, even though we only yeah. we know that's only because it's, it's a Korean esport. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think maybe you just don't like the style as much, Florian. Um, I don't really know. Um, I don't know. The maybe no. it's just the. the uh, I, I can't really put my finger on it. It's, Do you like other cartoony games at all? Or um, I like really cartoony games, like uh, most adventure games. Or <laughs> yes, hmm. I do. And actually, Warcraft One doesn't look uncartoony. Really, it looks pretty cartoony as well. And I like those graphics better. Hmm. Okay. But when you look it up, the the fire animation was terrible in Warcraft One as well, just with fewer colors and fewer pixels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think that concludes it more or less. What was the name of the guy who uh, who uh, sent us the, the voice message? Jake. Jake? Well, thanks a lot, Jake. Jake. Yeah, th- thanks a ton. Really appreciate sending us that kind message. Really, really cool. That was really cool playing it live. Yeah. So that was super sweet. Um, I hope more people will send voice messages to us. You can do so uh, by sending them to club at dosgameclub.com. Um, yeah. We're also working on a on a on a sweet voice recorder on our webpage, but that's uh, still in in progress. But at one point, you'll be able to just send them right from the website. But for now, just put them in an email and send them to us, and we'll we'll include it in the show and talk about it. So, yeah, super cool if you do that. Um, yeah, should we just talk about uh, what's going on, uh, uh, Florian? Yeah, the normal stuff. Yeah, so uh, it's currently September when we're recording this. And that means that uh, for the whole month of September, we'll, we're still playing The Secret of Monkey Island by uh, Lucasfilm Games. Uh, yeah, classic point-and-click adventure game, of course. Uh, really funny and, and just well-written, great game. So, yeah, if you want to, if you want to revisit that or you want to learn about it, just dive in and and uh yeah play that game and and talk to us uh about it on the forums because it's yeah it's just really cool we're playing a lot of big hits lately i feel florian 
I mean, yeah, we'll change that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll play rubbish. Instead. Hey, I love me some rubbish, man. <laughs> no, but we played. I mean, Prince of Persia and and Warcraft and uh, Secret of Monkey Island. I mean, come on, this is just. Well, and it continues with with other great titles. Mm, um, yeah, Alone in, Alone in the Dark, Master of Orion Two, um, Orion. <laughs> in October, we uh, we will be playing Alone in the Dark, indeed. I was going to say, you had your chance to pick uh, Ecstasia over Lo- Alone in the Dark. Mm. I I suggested a pretty obscure, mildly terrible, yet still good uh, uh, survival horror game. That sounds interesting. Uh, there will be other o- Octobers. Yeah, we'll play that next year. I mean, yeah, next year for October. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of the, it was a real weird game because it used this these, uh, instead of using polygons, it used these like spheres that were like stretched you know so they could be kind of like these weird ovals and it made these mm. it has this really weird aesthetic i kind of forget what they call it wow and it's what it made it what makes it stick out in my mind is something kind of worth looking at because huh. it's so different looking but it was really a creepy game because say you just you're just a guy on a horse that walks up to a town right and, like everyone in the town is just butchered and pinned to walls with spears and Ooh. stuff and there's barely like any dialogue essentially and like monsters just show up and it's the same thing. You can only kind of like beat them up and then escape. They never really die for the most part. And yeah. you have to just read books and try to figure out what to do. And it's, it's creepy and good. And I thought it would be a good Halloween yeah. uh, game. So maybe 2019. Yeah, definitely. But for this year also uh, with the whole scary uh, theme going on is alone in the dark, uh, which I think is even the very first uh, 3D survival horror game ever made. I think you're right. And I'm excited to play it, truth be told. I never played it as a kid. I remember it kind of like looking scary to me because I was still like, you know, maybe about like sixth grade, still that kind of young age. You know yeah. what I mean? Where I'd be like, ooh, that looks pretty freaky. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I, actually, uh, I actually did play it, but I never really got beyond the first room. So I have no idea how to play this game or what's going on. I just, yeah. So I think I'll, I'll learn uh, this, this October what this game is all about. because I'm excited. Yeah, I've only seen the first room, so uh, <laughs> I don't know. I have the GOG version installed right now. Oh, that's great. So in November, Florian, yes. it took, how long did it take? <laughs> I, I think when we started this thing in March 27, uh, yeah, 2017 i think you already mentioned that we should play this game yes because it's maybe the game i've sunk most uh total playing hours into and it's of mm. course master of orion 2 um there you go so <laughs> finally we're finally it. yeah we're <laughs> finally going to feature it uh yeah space game right it's a space strategy thing uh by microprose i think mm-hmm. uh, yeah microprose was the um, publisher i think was made by ooh, what's the name of the company? I don't know. It's your game, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember. It's it's not important yet. No, well, we will have enough time to find out. Um, we'll cover it in November. So yeah, that's what's coming up. So if any of this DOS stuff interests you, uh, come on over on dosgameclub.com and and uh, join us. You can share your opinions on the on the forums there, and also suggest games that we can play in the future. Um, we've also got a, a chat room set up on IRC, which you can also join through the website or using an IRC client or whatever, and you can chat with us. 
Uh, we're also over on, on Twitter, where we're called DOS Game Club, so that's easy. And actually, Twitter is going pretty well for us uh, lately. Um, we crossed a thousand followers not long ago. Uh, and now we're already over 1,100. So, uh, yeah, this is really uh, well, we're, we're, going nicely. We're close to uh, crossing 1,200. So Yeah, so this is really cool that that's picking up. So, uh, yeah, you can follow us there and we just tweet out random dust stuff and just let you know what's going on with us. Um, and last but not least, if you're listening to this through a podcast app such as uh, iTunes or Stitcher or whatever... We really appreciate it if you uh, rate our show and, uh, you know, leave a review so other people can find us. And that really helps. And it's just also cool for us to read the feedback. So, uh, yeah, that's really appreciated. Um, Yeah, I think that's it, guys. Uh, Thanks a lot for for being on the show and uh, talking about Warcraft with us, because that's really, uh, really cool. So thank you, Tyler and Martin. Well, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. Um, come back anytime. Yeah, I plan on it. To be honest, like I want to come back for October for sure. And I'm honestly pretty anxious to play Master of Orion too, as well, because uh, I played the first one only a little bit, and I was pretty young when I played it, and I didn't really get it. And then I got a Macintosh computer that was just not strong enough to play Master of Orion two. And I tried to play it and I'd like frustratingly tried for, you know, a little while and then gave up. So now I'm anxious Mm. to revisit it and, you know, be able to play it this time. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, yeah. Uh, glad to have you back in the future, but thanks for, for joining us now. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, just hope to see you around and, and thanks for listening. Of course, you, the, the listener. So, uh, until the next time. Bye. 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 Adios.